Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to the Lawyer's Toolbox on ALR PRA Law Talk Radio. Today is Tuesday, October 5th, 2010, and I'm your host, Nick Augustine. This show is produced by ALR PRA Incorporated, a national law practice management agency headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Today's guest is Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group. Everybody knows Jim. He's a a favorite on the show here. Jim uh, practiced law for 26 years, uh, was a trial lawyer before he retired. And after retiring, he founded the Midwest Consulting Group. Well, the Midwest, the mission at Midwest Consulting Group is to teach lawyers and other professionals the marketing skills they need to grow their practices. And obviously, with over 43,000 new lawyers graduating every year and a multitude of lawyers being laid off from law firms, there's a definite need for lawyers to learn how to market their services. Now, Jim teaches a program called the Get Clients Now program, and this is what he's going to share more of with this afternoon. Um, actually, more specifically, this afternoon we are going to be going through, and Jim's going to be answering questions uh, that were emailed to us following uh, earlier show appearances. Uh, before uh, we go further, I want to ask you to write down this website. Uh, it's a website that Jim has, and it's also good for referrals. Um, it's lawyersmarketingresource.com. So again, lawyersmarketingresource.com. Also, an email for Jim Thompson is jet at midwestconsultants.net. Again, jet at midwestconsultants.net, which there are testimonials uh, and other people talking there about the, the great successes they've had working with Jim and the Get Clients Now program uh, offered through the Midwest Consulting Group. We want to also uh, sort of drive home a point here that because this is a, a webcast, socially networked radio program, many of our listeners do listen after the fact, whether they find the link to the program on our website or on a blog or on a Google Alert. A lot of people are listening after the fact, so um, they're not actually able to call into the show and ask questions. But what we found is very, very helpful is for people to call or actually send emails and email the questions that we then accumulate and then read back um, on later shows. And that is what today's show is. Um, Jim has been a guest on the show a few times talking about different things in attorney marketing. And now it's time to respond to some of the uh, questions that were sent in by email. Now, before we go, we want to let you know that we have a great show for you this afternoon. We do invite your caller questions. The telephone number is 917-889-9732. And it's option one to be placed in the caller queue. Again, it's 917-889-9732 and option one for the queue. Um, Also want to remind people out there that anybody who does call in and has a question or sends an email question is uh, entered into the running to get free admission to the event titled Lawyers Avoiding Legal and Business Pitfalls in Social Media. Um, We have uh, tweaked this presentation a bit and have a a new panel of, or a a grown panel of speakers who are going to present on all sorts of uh, great topics. So do look for our uh, promotional events about those programs. We've got a, a morning uh, episode or morning show rather uh, it's going to be broadcast by webinar and there's a live presentation um, the morning panel is actually October 19th and the afternoon panel uh, is Wednesday October 27th 
$25 is the price of admission. Um, you can uh, go to uh, the ALRPRA Facebook page and find the link to that. You can go right ahead and register. Um, by way of general disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on Law Talk Radio shows does not constitute legal advice. Results may vary and are based on specific facts and location, and communication with our guests, uh, whether attorneys or non-attorneys, um, among our guests and callers. This does not give a rise to attorney-client relationships. Also, if you have further questions, you're always encouraged to consult with an attorney or other professional in your area. Finally, all callers do remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Now, without further ado, I want to say hi to Jim. Jim, are you there? Yeah, Nick, I'm out here, and I'm very pleased to be back on your program. Well, great, Jim. I'm looking forward to you answering some questions that we've had trickle in, um, you know, from time to time as we've had the shows and we've been accumulating these questions. And I think that it's good that we really encourage people to email us these questions they have. And again, that email is info at alrpra.com. Um, you can also go right to alrpra.com on the contact page of the website and submit a question there for any of our guests. That's um, a general, uh, you know, uh, form email that anybody can use. So, again, we really want your questions. We know that people can't always listen during the workday, uh, but our questions is what helps us drive the programming. So we appreciate uh, the opportunity to do this because it's a social, social media platform radio show here, so it's a, a two-way street. So, um, Jim, take it away. Okay, thanks, Nick. Uh, one of the things I want to I mention, and I, uh, after the last show, I guess it was about a month ago, I've got, I got a number of, of questions, some of them very general, some of them very specific, and um, I answered them all by email and then actually had some phone conversations with a couple of lawyers out there um, about some of the questions that they raised. Uh, one of the things I want to mention before we get going, and, and one of the things I want to, because I'll forget as we get going probably through the program, but um, if, if people will email me and if they'd like, we're going to talk about this in greater detail. Uh, about a referral confidence uh, check sheet that I use. I'm going to go over that uh, later on in the program, but if you would like a copy of, of this referral confidence check sheet that we'll be talking about, um, you can email me and I'll send you out a, a copy of it, and you can use that in, in your practice. And as we go over it again, you'll see that it can be probably very beneficial to you being a checklist. One of the things I did, Nick, I, I took a lot of the questions that were asked and, and what I tried to do, is, rather than just go and say, okay, so-and-so asked this question, so-and-so asked this question, I kind of lumped them in together and uh, will answer those kind of in a general way. And one of the areas that seemed to be uh, uh, very prominent on everyone's mind was, was the type of systems that we could set up in, in doing referrals. And so I'm going to talk about that in a much greater detail, but also for the benefit of folks that were not on the program last time or, again, some of the questions that did come up, I want to just go through um, some highlights about referrals and some things that we need to be aware of or, or lawyers especially need to be aware of. All lawyers, I think, realize that our business is, is based upon getting referrals, having clients or others refer business to us. And, and I want to, again, cite a statistic because I think it's important um, that, that lawyers are aware of this. And, of course, it applies to all professionals or basically anybody in, that, that has a service to sell. But, and it uh, 
incumbent upon them that uh, they, they need to get the referrals. But a fellow by the name of John Janish, who wrote a book, um, or is, is the author of Duct Tape Marketing, uh, also wrote a book called The Referral Engine. And in his book, as he was doing the book, he did a study of a little over 2,000, I believe, businesses and asked them um, the question about getting referrals and, and how much business they get from their referrals or how much they rely on, on referrals. And about 70 or about 65% of the businesses that they talked to said that they got over 50% of their business from referrals. That is not surprising at all. I mean, because we want referrals. Or they're the basis for most of our business, et cetera, et cetera. So getting over 50% of, of the business is, is not surprising. Here is what was very, very surprising. Of those people, of those 65% that got over 50% of their business from referrals, 80% of them had no system whatsoever in place to get referrals. So if you look at it the other way, only 20% did. And that says an awful lot about people and the, the thought process that goes into uh, having some type of system to, to actually get the referrals that we need to stay in business and, and, and to grow our business. Um, and one of the things we'll talk about, and that came up in some of the questions uh, that were raised, uh, we'll talk about some of the systems and things of that nature that you can, you know, put into play and, and hopefully um, uh, grow your business that way. One of the things I do want to mention, and, and, and this has come up, because we all know how important referrals are. Or let me back up. We give lip service to the fact that we want referrals, we need referrals to do our business, et cetera. But um, a lot of people don't really understand one of the reasons or the reasons why uh, referrals are so important. And I just want to go over a few things, and, and hopefully this will, again, impress upon you uh, how important it is for you to think about getting referrals and have a referral-based mindset when, when you're, you're uh, doing your practice. And, and one of the things is that referrals are referral prospects, that is, are much easier to get appointments with. We all have uh, clients, or when I was practicing law, we'd have potential clients call in and ask what we did, how we did it, all the other things that go along with that. And, and that's fine, well, and good, and you know that that person's probably going to call somebody else and call somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. When you have a potential client that's been referred to you, um, they already kind of uh, know why they're calling you, and, and they have this know, like, and trust factor based upon somebody that's already referred them to you. And, and after all, everything that we do in business and growing our practice involve, or it revolves around the know, like, and trust factor. Nobody's going to do business with, any, with, with someone that they don't know, first of all, they don't like, and they don't trust. And obviously in the attorney field, there has to be a great deal of trust um, before someone's even going to hire you. So if somebody refers someone to you, they've already developed that trust in you because they're being referred by somebody that they trust. And, and so it's, it's a natural that if they call in, you're going to get them into your office. You're going to set an appointment with them. You're going to get them into your office, as I said, and you're going to sit down with them, and they're going to feel more comfortable with you, and you're not going to have to, to really sell them, if you will, on, on how great a lawyer you are and the services you can perform, et cetera, et cetera, because they already know this. Um, 
One of the other things that, that you're not going to have to worry about on a referral, somebody that comes into your office, is, is price. Basically, they know or have a real good idea of what your fee structure is. If someone refers uh, someone to you as, as an attorney, uh, they may have, the person that referred you may have used you in the past, so the person that was talking to them is probably going to find out what your fee structure is, what type of retainer you want, this type of thing. So they're coming to you already knowing that they're going to have to give you a retainer of some amount that your hourly rate is such. So, so that takes that right out of the, uh, out of the mix. Um, again, one of the other things that uh, really is, is kind of nice is that, um, and we'll get into this in, in a minute, if somebody comes to you as a referral, we're going to talk about the fact that they know that they were referred by someone, so they know that, in essence, you do a good job for them. You want them to refer somebody to you. So it's, you already started that referral mindset. We'll talk about planting a seed in a minute, but if somebody comes to you that's already been referred, that's already that referral mindset in them has already been planted. So that makes it, again, why you want referrals. Um, this is something interesting and you you got to stop and think about this. <clears throat> when someone refers somebody to you, that means that they really know, like, and trust you, right? And what that does is that builds a loyalty of that person. The person who referred you strengthens the loyalty that that person has to you. So so you're, you're, you're not only getting the referral from that person, but you're building up more and more of a loyalty to the person that referred you who's probably going to refer more and more uh, clients to you. Um, so, um, and one other thing that a lot of people don't think about, but is that getting a referral, referral, basing your practice on getting referrals gives you a lot more time to work with clients uh, and to work on your practice because you're not spending a lot of time out there um, trying to get clients because when they're referred to you, it takes away a lot of that marketing cost. It takes away a lot of that wasted time of talking to people on the phone. So we all want to get to the point where our practice is really a referral-based practice. Those are just some of the things. Some people don't think about that. They think of, okay, yeah, I want referrals, and they're good. But they never go that really to analyze why they want referrals. So hopefully that will give somebody and this comes out of some of the questions I was asked is why why do we really want referrals? I know it's important to get referrals. And when I started talking to people about uh some of the, the mindset that you should have when you're thinking about getting referrals, the light kind of went off and said, Boy, that is so true. That's what I need to be doing. This is how I need to be building my practice and I'm certainly going to really work on getting the referrals. Um, now, having said that and the importance of getting referrals, we want to go back and, and talk just a little bit about why attorneys and other professionals and other business folks sometimes don't ask for re or don't get referrals or ask for referrals. And one of them is they forget. It's very easy because we're not in the mindset, if you will, of when we're talking to someone um, we're, we're thinking about, okay, something else we're not thinking about asking them for a referral. Now, having said that, I want to I make this clear. The first time you meet with someone or the first time you do something for someone, you're not going to ask them for a referral because they don't even know you, they don't even like you, they don't even trust you yet. So you've got to build that relationship. However, and here is a however, you can start developing a referral mindset in them. You can start planting the seeds 
in that person that's come into you. And obviously, just as I just said, if that person's come by virtual referral, it makes it a lot easier. If you get a client from some other source that's not been referred to you, uh, you can gradually start developing that referral mindset, that planting the seeds in them. And we'll talk more about that as we go on. But again, um, you want your clients to know that you um, work by referral, you appreciate referrals, and you start building that referral mindset. Um, one of the things um, that seems to happen with attorneys, and not just attorneys, but other professionals, is they don't have the confidence in asking for a referral. And, and by this I mean we, uh, and I know that in my practice this happened quite a bit, um, you don't know whether the client really appreciates what what that you have done for them. So, I mean, you may get a great result, but you're still not cer certain that that client is satisfied. So we are afraid to say, well, Mr. Client, um, are you happy with what we've done? Because you don't want that client to say, well, no, we're not. So we're afraid to ask for that referral. But here's what I would suggest. One of the things that you can do, and if it's an, uh, a short-term client, you can send out just a short questionnaire, uh, and, it could, and it has to be fairly short so they'll answer it, about how you did, how you handled the, your, the matter, um, how would they, would they refer someone, would they, re, would they refer someone else to you, again, that referral mindset. And also I would ask the question, is there anything that we as the law firm could have done better? Uh, you're going to find out an awful lot about what's going on in your practice by virtue of somebody responding to that. I would certainly suggest that when you send that out, um, you would close a self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, I've, I've talked to attorneys and other folks that they'll send that out and they don't get a response and I'll ask them, well, did you send them an envelope with a stamp on it? And the answer is, well, you know, I didn't. I forgot to do that. Well, we've all been in the position, I think, when we go looking for a stamp. Well, if we have a stamp already on the envelope, we're more inclined to send it back. So send out a, a, a short questionnaire as far as that matter with a stamp itself with their envelope on it. Now, Jim, that's a lot such of good. times such... we... Go ahead. Jim, I was just going to say that that's such good advice. We do need to stop for our first sponsor break, but sending out... Okay. A questionnaire like that is such a good opportunity for someone to tell you if you're doing a good job or not. And the other message that it seems to send is that you appreciate the business of that person. And they're likely to think at the end you were very pleased um, and that but you know both sides met expectations. So that is so very true. Um, it's something that we want to do here at ALRPRA. And one of the things I will comment on what Jim has said in asking for referrals, I took Jim's advice and we had our voicemail changed here at the agency so that when someone calls, uh, the message at the end also says, if you were referred by someone, let us know who it is so we can thank them. And that's direct advice from Jim Thompson. We're implementing it. Let's pause for our first break, and then we'll be back with more answered questions. Our first sponsor, by the way, anyone who is uh, just uh, clicking and listening uh, and wants to call in and ask a question, telephone number is 917-889-9732, option one to be placed in the queue. Again, 917-889-9732. For those of you who are listening, our first sponsor is Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme. Her intellectual property law office serves in the area of marketing law. So we're going to call that a little bit different than traditional soft IP law, which is trademarks. 
and uh, trademarks and copyright primarily, uh, as well as some other things, but think of marketing law. So when you need the right legal services to advance your company's creativity, we're talking here about logos and other things, trademarks, marketing law. Think marketing law. Uh, the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme can help you. She brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm as she serves national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. Again, let's put that under umbrella, marketing law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. By clicking the button on the law firm's business page, you'll receive periodic blog updates with recent developments in the rapidly field changing field of intellectual property law. Now back to our program. You are listening to the Lawyer's Toolbox on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. Our guest today is attorney Jim Thompson from the Midwest Consulting Group. Jim is moderator of one of the Get Clients Now programs. It's a great program. Um, he's actually also one of our sponsors and a recurring guest on the program. And today he is answering, um, in general, some of the questions that he's received uh, by being a guest on the show on previous occasions and uh, is talking to us about referrals. And uh, it seems that we've had several questions about how exactly we go about this. So let's go back to Jim now and hear more about attorney referral and attorney marketing. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Um, I mentioned if you are finished with a client and sending out a questionnaire, one of the things you want to think about doing also, if, if it's a long-term uh, type of relationship, a couple of months, three months, four months, what you need to think about doing is sending out an interim uh, questionnaire about how you're doing on their particular case. You don't want to wait till the end of the case and find out that they were really upset with you or that they didn't like what you were doing or you could have done things better. So if, you know, for instance, if it's going to be a divorce case, and we know divorce cases last a long time, or any type of litigation, you know that lasts a long time. And here's another way. Sometimes in litigation or in divorce case or anything that's involved in court, um, something will happen, and then there will be a month or two that will go by and nothing happens. So you want to make sure you kind of keep in touch with your clients. And so here's another great way to do it. You send them out a questionnaire. Uh, as I mentioned, how are we doing a short questionnaire? How are we doing? Is there anything we could be doing differently, et cetera, et cetera? How is our staff treating you? You can design a questionnaire. That's part of the system um, that we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit about the system of getting referrals. Um, one other thing. And lawyers, and I think other professionals sometimes um, think this way, that, that if they ask for referrals, they're going to look like they're needy, that they don't have the clients they, they need, they don't, they're, they're, they're hurting for business. And that is, is really something that you've got to overcome. Um, quite frankly, uh, clients expect that you're going to ask them for referrals. If you do a good job for them and they feel comfortable with you, they almost expect that at some point in time you're going to be asking for a referral from them. So don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of looking needy or whatever. Um, one of the other things, and we're going to talk about this again, but I want to kind of go over uh, what we've developed here as a referral. Uh, I call it a referral confidence checklist. And, again, if, if you would like this, um, Please send me an email, and I'll be glad to send you a copy. One of the things I want to say about developing a system, I've worked with a number of attorneys and other professionals, and the minute you start talking about developing a system, they're all, boy, that's great, I've got to do it. 
And then all of a sudden it hits him and go, well, I just don't have the time to sit down and, and develop a system and, and start implementing it. And quite frankly, that's not what I ask my clients to do. I start with, okay, what are two or three things we can be doing or you can be doing that's, that's going to develop into a system? I myself could not sit down and take a day or two or whatever and come up with a system for doing something. But if you break it down into, okay, let's take a look, and if there's one, two, three things that maybe we could get started on, then um, this is what we want to do. Another thing that seems to happen a lot with when you talk about systems and developing systems is that lawyers, professionals, just about anyone, I guess, uh, they look at it and go, okay, a system would be great. Now, where do I start? Let's see if I do this then I can do this if I do that. And, and nothing gets done because you get into this, and I'm sure you've all heard the term analysis paralysis. We analyze things up and down, all around, every which way, and we never get anything done. That's why I suggest that you start with something very, very simple, and you start developing your system. Maybe your system is going to be 35 pages long. And, okay, you start today, and you do the first step and then you keep on adding to that. I don't want you to do the whole 35 pages all at once. Perhaps your system is maybe uh, a half a, half a page long, whatever. You start doing something and you build on it. What I'm going to talk about now is, is this referral confidence checklist. And again, it's starting to do or to build your referral system. Um, and I'm going to go over these a little bit slowly and, com and comment on them. Some of them I might just gloss over and some I'm going to comment extensively on. But um, and, and some of these may sound more, um, they may not sound like uh, it's a way to get referrals. But believe me, in the long run, these are things that you need to be doing as far as getting the referrals that you need to uh, build your practice. And and one of the first things, and it goes without saying, is that I am fully committed in action and an attitude to building a referral-based uh, business. Now, obviously, you can all, we can all give lip service to the fact that I want referrals. And it would be nice to have my business being referral-generated. I don't have to do any other marketing, et cetera. It's all referrals. But the first step you have to take, and you really, really have to make a commitment that this is what you're going to do, that you are going to take the action necessary to build a referral-based system. Now, having said that, is that easy to do? Quite frankly, no. And I say no because we are creatures of habit. And if I sit down today and I say I am fully committed to building a referral-based system, uh, and I might be gung-ho today. This is great. Uh, I, I get off the call today, and Jim put out this great information or whoever put out this great information. I'm going to sit down and start this today, and you do it. Tomorrow comes, and you, yeah, maybe you did a little bit. And then the next day, you don't do it much, and you get away from it. So you've got to make a commitment to it. You've got to make a commitment to actually taking the action that is necessary to do um, to do what we're going to talk about. If you don't, uh, you might as well not even listen to what I'm saying because knowledge, which you're getting, without action really is worthless if you don't take the action. So you've got to make that commitment. 
to, um, to to building your your referral based system. And and the things we're going to go over um, as we talk today, the things we're going to go over are going to give you a good head start in doing that. Um, now here's here's another one. I follow a specific process with all or most of my clients to make sure I provide the maximum value in the relationship. What does that have to do with referral, referral building? Everything. Because if you don't build a good relationship with the clients you're servicing, you might as well forget about getting referrals. So you need to make sure that you are building a value in the relationship that you have with your clients. And again, that goes back to the way you treat them. That goes back to returning phone calls on time. That goes back to uh, sending out, you know, how are we doing letters. Uh, this It goes back to keeping clients informed. You need a system so that basically you are adding value in everything you do to that particular client. Is that a referral-based system? Yes, because, if you again, if you don't have that client's um, behind you, if that client doesn't think you're giving them value, you will never get a referral from, from that particular client. Um, now, this is something else. I have a very well-defined client service model that keeps me on track in how I stay in touch with my clients and keeps my ongoing service at a high level, at least with my A and B clients. Again, we're talking about a system that's going to keep you in touch with your clients so that they know what you're doing for them, they appreciate what you're doing for them, and you build that strong relationship. Um, and again, some clients you'll touch base with once a week. Sometimes you might touch base with a client once every other day. Maybe a month goes by, you don't touch base with a client, but you need to make sure that you're touching the client. You're letting the client know what you're doing and how you're helping them and make sure when you send a bill that you let them know what you have done for them during that period of time so that they see what you've done and they correspond that with the bill. Just don't send out a bill that says, okay, I spent 24 hours on your case last month and this is what you owe me. Go through and take the time and tell them that we took a deposition of so-and-so and this is what we found. We did this. Remind them, again, building value. Is this uh, part of your referral-based system? It sure is because, again, and you're going to hear me saying this over and over again, the referral-based system or the referrals are based upon the client feeling they get a value from you so that they feel comfortable in referring their friends or businesses associates to to you. So you've got to make sure that's the key right off the bat. You've got to make sure you can do that with them. Now, something else, and again, <clears throat> it may sound like it's not uh, totally referral-based, but it is. I have a written vision statement for my business, which I have rehearsed. Okay, it doesn't have to be canned, but you know what you're going to say, and you have communicated this to your clients uh, so that they know that you are open uh, to, to getting new clients by way of referral. So, again, the appropriate time may be uh, the first time you meet a client and something comes up because they've been referred by somebody else, you can talk to them about, 
you know, you you want them to go back and thank Bob for referring them to you, this type of thing, so that you know, again, the referral mindset. They're 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 getting this in their mind. That yes, you do take referrals, or if it's a client that uh, came for you from some other source, you may not obviously want to mention it right away. But at that particular point in time when you feel it's right, maybe it's uh, the the right time to mention referrals as if you've had a big victory or you sure. come out of a deposition. Yes. Sure. And, you know, the other thing, Jim, is as you're doing this, and what I've noticed is as we collectively talk about referrals, we're sort of, we're all thinking in terms of, hmm, do I ask for referrals? Do you ask for referrals? And I'll tell you, long gone are the days of people calling the law firm, calling the divorce. I mean, I've seen this, uh, you know, so many, so many times where someone calls the office and there's, you know, they answer and um, it's a family law firm and someone's looking for, um, let's say, something out of the practice area, let's say personal injury. They don't do it there. And they'll say, go call the local bar association. Well, that just seems like such a waste of uh, a phone call, especially when you go through all the effort to make the phone ring in the first place, someone calls in, you're of such greater value if you put them in connection with another with another person and a trusted referral. So again, I think it's, um, you know, in, in more lean economic times when there are less, uh, when we don't have an overflow of too many clients, it's a good thing to encourage referrals and share those phone calls. I mean, look at how much more bang for the buck you get. Uh, yeah, and I want to kind of, You've kind of brought up another point that somebody mentioned in, a, in an email to me, and we got talking about, um, you, you mentioned talking about somebody calling in a law firm and they don't do something. One of the things you might really think about is, and I've had lawyers, we, we talked about this, you're in a law firm of five or six people, and maybe one of the people in your law firm is a real estate lawyer. Maybe one of the partners is a tax lawyer. Make sure that the person who does real estate let no. those folks know that he has partners that do taxation, that partners that do this, partners do that. There's no sense in having somebody come in and do a real estate transaction and go out the door and go down the street and find a tax lawyer. I um, agree. Jim, let's pause for our let's mm-hmm. i mean it's so true i mean we don't especially when or you know or if you're in a situation where you have um you know multiple solo practitioners in an office chair like you know you, what a waste not to let other people know what type of law you practice uh, because a lot of people do you know saddle up in those um you know situations where everybody has different uh little small offices in a in a least shared office based setting and i mean that's a great source of referrals but let's pause for a quick uh a second sponsor break and for identification for those of you who are just tuning in listening, you're listening to The Lawyer's Toolbox on ALRPRA, the Law Talk Radio. Uh, We have Jim Thompson talking about referral marketing and answering some questions that we've received over uh, over the months from listeners when he's been a guest on the show. Uh, By the way, he is our second sponsor. Uh, Jim Thompson's program is called Get Clients Now, and he takes the crucial steps along with you to increase your firm's revenues. It's a great program. The the group meets in the mornings uh, for conference calls, and everyone goes through and shares the experience. It's really a valuable thing. Um, the Get Clients Now program also employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract the new business and, again, encourage referrals, as we're talking about today. Jim is going to be and has been a recurring guest on the Lawyer's Toolbox show regarding attorney marketing. To learn more about Jim Thompson and the Midwest Consulting Group, please visit MidwestConsultants.net, which, again, MidwestConsultants.net, and you can also check out his testimonials on Facebook by searching Get Clients Now. ALRPRA Strong 
strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and understands the personal accountability component of this course. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by calling into the radio show and or afterwards visiting MidwestConsultants.net. Now, those of you out there listening live can dial in at area code 917-889-9732. Again, 917-889-9732. If you're listening to the show after the fact or on a podcast or in the car, you can also email us at info at ALRPRA.com. Again, info at ALRPRA.com. I'll also give you quickly uh, some websites uh, for Jim Thompson. He wants you to take a look at the Lawyers Marketing Resource dot com and also his email jim it's j e t at midwest consultants dot net uh, back now to jim okay thanks nick um, one of the things I, I mentioned and we we got a number of um, questions and i got a number of questions emailed to me and i, I want to take this opportunity too that um, there are and this happened uh, it happens quite a bit I, I start talking to folks and they give me ideas that I can share with other lawyers so if in fact something comes up uh, that I don't touch on or you think that maybe here's something that we can share with with, with other folks please email me your suggestions and, and then what brings this up is this is another thing I added to my checklist and this was was, was given to me by a lawyer that we talked uh, extensively about and he basically said when he gets a referral, he learns as much as he can about that new prospect in order to qualify them for, you know, the business and to ensure, um, you know, that make sure that the first conversation that he has with them is going to be very productive. So what does he do? He's referred, uh, John is referred by Sam. He gives Sam a call and says, Sam, I want you to give me a little background on, on, on the fellow that you referred to me so that when we talk, you know, I know about him, and I also know about, you may not know what his legal problem is. He may have just said that he needs a lawyer, and that's fine. But give me a little bit of a, a personal background. You know, how do you know him? You might play golf with him. You you might have kids that go to the same school. So, that again, you build that bond. So when he comes into your office, um, you can make him feel more comfortable. I think one of the things that a lot of clients have a problem with is going down and sitting with a lawyer because for whatever reason, well, I know the reason, but lawyers um, don't seem to be human a lot of times to, to people, to clients. First of all, they're coming in and they're scared to start off with. Most of them, or a lot of them, especially individuals, if they're business people, it's a little different. But even in that case, they have never sat across from a lawyer before. So they're intimidated by you. So as much as you can do to relax them, to become, and I don't want to say their friend, obviously, but you want to let them know that you're there to listen to them, that you want to know them as a person, that you want to take care of them, et cetera, et cetera. That shows them that you value them, and quite frankly, that person's going to go back to the person that referred them and say, you know what, I, I really want to thank you for referring referring me to, to, to Jim over there because i got to tell you, I've never had that kind of an experience. I was scared to death to go in and talk to a lawyer, blah, 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 and he just took great care of me. Guess what happens? That person that you took good care of is going to be a great referral source for you, and the person that referred him to you is going to feel great about the fact that he was able to refer his friend to you, and of course, he's going to continue to refer people. So, 
you've got to think in those terms. You've got to think in terms of down the line of, of, of how somebody you meet is going to react to you so that they can become a referral source to you. And if they were referred to you, you want that referral person, the person that referred them, to know that you took good care of somebody that was referred. Um, now, um, that one of the things that they talk about um, is that uh, you, well, here's, here's one thing. Um, I want you to make sure that you thank the person that referred somebody to you. Um, and I, wanna, I want to do it this way. I have referred people to lawyers, etc. And what do I get? A thank you via email. That is absolutely the worst thing you could ever do. I would rather have somebody not thank me than to send me a thank you by virtue of an email. That is so impersonal. It's so easy to do. I could be sitting here talking on this radio program, sending out three or four thank you notes. It doesn't take any um, effort on my part to send a quick thank you on an email. Don't ever do that. Sit down and write out a handwritten note. Preferably in blue ink. Somebody asked me the other day why blue ink, and I said because it's different. You don't see many people write things in blue ink anymore. That's going to define you. Everything's black ink. Put it in blue ink, especially the envelope going out. Um, and make sure that when you, you – you can say whatever you want. Uh, you know, thank you for referring Jim. I'm going to take care of his legal needs in the same way I've done yours, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever you say – you know, make it heartfelt, make that person feel great about referring somebody to you. When you do that, two things are going to happen. Um, number one, the person's going to be thanked, and he's going to really appreciate the fact that you thanked him, obviously, uh, and you're going to get that desired result. The next thing that's going to happen is Jim gets a, 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 a Jim gets a, a letter or a, a nice note from you saying thank you for the referral. What does that do? That puts you on the top of his mind to refer someone else. After all, what we're looking for is top-of-the-mind awareness for folks. We want them to be thinking of you. Um, if, if they're out talking to someone and someone says, man, uh, you know, this happened to me, and do you know a good lawyer? Boy, you want them to be thinking, oh, yeah, well, I got the best lawyer in town. And so by sending out that nice thank you note, now, should you send that person a gift? That's pretty much up to you. And it depends on the type of referral. It depends maybe on the amount of uh, fee you're going to get out of it. Uh, yes, I try to, when I was practicing again, uh, depending on, on the type of client, et cetera, I'd send maybe a small um, a gift out, and then if it developed into a you know a really nice case or big case, sure, um, I'd, I'd send another thank you note and saying, boy, this is really great. Here's uh, four tickets to a hockey game, or here's this, here's that. One other thing I want you to remember to do: not everyone that's referred who comes into your office is going to be a client for a number of reasons. Um, maybe what you uh, what you practice in the area you practice in, you might not be able to help them, but I'm going to go back to kind of what Nick just said. Um, if somebody comes into your office and you can't help them, 
uh, and there's somebody, obviously somebody else in your office that can do it, certainly you want to refer them. But if you can't, then you might want to refer that person to another lawyer. And we'll talk about referral partners um, in just a little bit. But if, if you can't help them, uh, then you want to maybe refer that uh, that person out to another lawyer that, that can help them. That person's going to really thank you because, quite frankly, he's coming to you. He's pro- you're probably the only lawyer he has ever known or ever talked to, and here you are taking the time to say, you know, Jim, I can't help you because of this, but I'm going to refer you over to uh, a good friend of mine who I know can take care of you. Now, having said that, um, the person that referred this person to you Obviously, you still want to thank, send them a thank you card. One of the interesting things is when somebody refers somebody, most people want to know what happened with that referral. They may not want to know the specifics, obviously, because that's attorney-client privilege and all that. But they want to know that uh, that you talked to John and you know you're helping him. Or even if you can't help him, you know, dear Jim, I want to thank you for referring John to me. Um, after our conversation, I found that I could not help him, and uh, I referred him over to someone else or whatever the case may be. But make sure, no matter whether you can help that person or that person turns into a client or not, you make sure that you send a thank you note, um, basically letting that person know that he, you know they showed up and you were very appreciative of the fact that they sent you a referral. Um, one of the things that you want to make sure that you do is that you uh, keep track of your referral prospects. Um, and, and you kind of uh, you find out where referrals are coming from. If you find out that you're getting a lot of referrals from one particular individual, boy, you really want to reward that individual. If you're finding out that you got a referral from one person, um, and, and again, you didn't get another referral from them for four or five or six months or maybe even a shorter period of time, depending on the type of, and you know what I'm talking about, the type of person that might be able to refer somebody to you uh, and and you're thinking maybe I should have gotten more referrals. You want to make sure that you talk to that person to find out why you didn't get another referral from them. And it may be that maybe the person that came in and sat down with you went back and told him, boy, that Jim was the biggest jerk I ever met in my life. He did this, he did that. Again, that goes back to kind of wanting to know what a client feels about you. So if you don't get a referral from somebody somebody who's, who's come in and sat in your the chair and you can't help them and they go out the door, you know, and you don't get another referral from for a month and you really should, call that person up and say, you know, I'm, I was just curious uh, I couldn't help John, but I just wanted to find out, you know, how he felt uh, meeting with me. Was he comfortable? Let that person tell you, no, hey, he thought you were a big jerk. You need to know that. Even if, if it's true, then you need to change your ways. If it's not true, you need to find out why that person thought that. But it's it's really important because people who refer people are very, very concerned that their reputation in referring someone is upheld. If you think about it, if you refer someone to someone, you want to make sure that the person you refer them to is going to do a good job because obviously it reflects upon you. So keep track of the referrals that come in and find out where they're coming from. And again, if you're getting a lot of referrals from one particular individual, make sure uh, that you do everything possible to to keep those referrals coming. Uh, Send a gift now and then. Send somebody, take them to a ball game. Make sure that 
you let them know just how appreciative you are as far as uh, they're getting a referral from you. Um, then um, a couple of other things that, that I want to touch Jim, on. Before we go, Jim, can we take a break? Can we sure. pause? Um, I, I just, we have to sponsor, uh, stop for our third sponsor break, but before, uh, I just wanted to uh, chime in and uh, let people know that the referral generation, everything that Jim is talking about, I can vouch. I have been a participant of the Get Clients Now program. I have naturally, I, I have, I have been personally a, re, a networking and referral person for many, many, many years. So, uh, it's, it's sort of old hat or becoming to be. Uh, for myself, but it is very true to to think that a lot of the people that are out there, there are some really natural referral sources right under our nose. We don't even realize it, and it, uh, if you just get in the mindset and always think about referral potential, and not only who can refer things to me, but who can I refer things to, because people I refer things to are going to be more likely to want to refer things back because uh, it's sort of like playing tag. Tag, I referred it to you, you're it, now you refer it to me. So everything Jim is saying is true. I'd advise people to click and listen to this program a couple times, um, you know, and every now and then because it's such good advice. Um, quickly, let's stop for our sponsor break. Uh, first, anyone who is tuning in, you are listening to the Lawyer's Toolbox program on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. Our third sponsor today is credit damage expert George Binder. He is a credit damages expert who can put an actual dollar amount on the damage to credit reputation in certain uh, cases and events. George is one of only a few credit damage experts in the country. He is different from a forensic accountant or another financial professional. His specialty, again, is credit damages and damage to credit reputation. Now, attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into your intake process, you and your staff and paralegals will learn how to spot credit damage worthy events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Uh, currently, uh, he is uh, all over the country uh, speaking at CLEs, uh, teaching paralegals and attorneys, again, how to incorporate these credit damage questions into the intake process. Now, right now, any of our listeners who contact George Finder and tell them that they heard about him on Law Talk Radio will receive free of charge, one hour of CLE presentation. So go grab a pen, take down this email address, respond to this offer. The email is creditdamageassociates at gmx.com. That's plural, creditdamageassociates at gmx.com. Available nationwide, Credit Damage Expert George Finder's website's full of resources. Visit creditdamageexpert.com for a short video and more resources to learn about George Finder and his expect services. Uh, you might also be able to find forms on there to incorporate into the law firm in your intake process. So it's really worth checking out. Not a lot of people understand or know about credit damage analysis and there are case law all over the place, uh, federal and state in different jurisdictions um, that give credence to what George Finder can do and what he has done. Certainly also the ABA is on uh, supporting uh, George Finder and has published chapters of his book in some of their publications. So it's very much worthwhile to check it out and share this information with other practitioners. Now back to Jim Thompson from the Midwest Consulting Group. Jim is talking today to us, answering some questions that he's received uh, by email. And again, we want to encourage everybody out there who does listen to this show that you should email questions to us at info at alrpra.com 
or feel free to always call into the radio program if you're listening live, and that number is, get ready, 917-889-9732. So now back to Jim Thompson. Jim, let's go back to uh, referral marketing. We were talking a little bit about... um, you know, more with referrals and everything else. Were there any other um, questions or anything else that we're rounding out, or are we really focusing on referrals today? Well, no, here's a couple other things that, that came up. Uh, and, again, this was, was when I was talking to a lawyer who had, had emailed me. And one of the things he mentioned was hosting a, uh, a client event, you know, thanking our clients for being clients, and, and then asking them to invite a friend to come along with them. Uh, man, what a fantastic idea. Not only do you, you know, host an event for your clients and, and a nice party or something, but you ask them to bring somebody that they know. And this works primarily, obviously, for more, more for business clients and, and, and that type of thing. But I thought, what a, what a great idea to, get two, to kill two birds with one stone, if you will. You're having a party for your, your clients and you're having them bring a potential client. What a great way to, to get... Um, potential clients. Here's something I want to touch on real quick, and boy, I tell you, the hour goes fast. Um, I want to talk about referral partners, and referral partners are great. And, the, and basically what I mean by a referral partner is someone that you can work with as a lawyer. Uh, and again, depending on the type of practice you have, uh, different lawyers might have different referral partners. A referral partner might be a CPA, a CPA firm. Um, uh, it might be a financial planner. It may be quite frankly, another attorney. Uh, I find a lot of times attorneys don't call on other attorneys and let them know that they want to be referral partners with each other. And I think you'll, you'll find that if you start doing that, an attorney that does tax may be referring a divorce case to you. A divorce case um, or divorce uh, lawyer may be referring a tax case or some other type of case to a, a personal injury case. Get to know lawyers and get to know lawyers that you can refer cases to and they can refer cases to you. Having said that, you need to bring value to that referral partner. And how do you bring value to that referral partner? Very simply, you show them that you're giving them referrals and they will start to reciprocate. Don't go to an attorney and say, well, you know, please send me all your business, blah, blah, blah. You know, let them know that you appreciate them, and like I said, you're a divorce attorney, and there's a tax matter that comes up. You get on the phone and call a tax attorney, you know, and say, I've got a client here that needs your services, or you, you come across a personal injury or something of that nature. You develop referral sources or referral partners, if you will, by virtue of you providing value to them, and they will provide value to you. One other thing that I want to touch on, and that is, it's not really a referral partner, but you need to think of it in this terms. Your office staff, your paralegals, your secretaries, they should be trained how to be a referral source for you. By that I mean you may have a secretary that's out and, and she, she knows what you do and you teach her, you teach your paralegals. Um, to let people know what you do. If they're out at a party and somebody mentions something and you say, oh, yeah, uh, my secretary is there and she, she's a, she, she works for a divorce lawyer, let them know to let these people know. And here's the deal. If, if they bring people in, give them a bonus. Let them know that you appreciate them bringing clients into your office so you can give them a bonus. It's, it's very simple. 
Um, the, the whole referral thing, and, and I've just basically touched on a few things here, and some of the questions, and hopefully some of you will have questions, and I'll be glad to answer those and send you back, you know, an email letting you know, and if we need to personally talk, I'll be glad to do that. And, again, if you have some suggestions that would uh, help other attorneys, I would be glad to uh, pass those on. Just as some of the folks that have emailed me, uh, with some suggestions, I've passed some of those on to, to the folks listening to this call. And hopefully some of you who are listening to this call have listened to me passing on suggestions that you've made. Um, the, the, the one thing that I really want to make sure that you understand, though, in the referral business, you need to make yourself valuable. You need to let people know that you value the fact that somebody is going to give you a referral and that you appreciate it. The word is appreciation. You appreciate the fact that somebody is going to take their time and their effort and they think enough of you to refer somebody. So do not forget that all-important thing, and it's called thank you. Do it appropriately by virtue of a card. Uh, it can be a phone call. And please make sure you call them on the phone. But follow that up with a, a handwritten thank you note so that they know that they are appreciated. And, again, selfishly, you're keeping you yourself on the top of their mind, top of the mind awareness. Again, um, any questions that you might have, any thoughts that you might have as far as um, uh, referrals or anything else, Please let me know. I will be glad to send you an email back letting you know. And, again, if you would like a copy, and I just touched on a few of the things on this referral confidence checklist, if you would like a copy of it, please email me at jet at midwestconsultants.net, and I would be glad to you know, get a copy of it to you in a PDF form. So I think that's pretty close to being ended, Nick, unless uh, you have some comments. Um, I do have some comments on some other matters, but I will say that, again, uh, with the, the you know, staying in touch with people and staying on the top of their mind, it's very, it's, it's very true, and it's, it's like if you think of a well priming the pump to get the water to go. You stay in the front of someone's consciousness. They think of you first. You talk to them often. Um, it's just keeping in touch with people, and that's what a lot of the referral marketing is. It's just staying in touch. Being in touch, and again, old school ways of doing business. I always tell people, and this is kind of a nickism, I say, the, well, what would Don Draper do? But what would Don Draper do now with technology? Well, he might actually pick up a pen and still do a handwritten thank you. I mean, Jim, it's such good advice. Um, there, well, Jim will be on the guest, uh, guest on the show again. Uh, again, usually it's first every first Thursday uh, of the month. So do look for uh, subsequent episodes where we will be talking more about referral marketing. Before I go, I also want to tell people there's a new way to do research out there, Google Scholar. Um, I know people are nervous about Google sometimes, but Google Scholar, I mean, they might know uh, what you're researching, but actually you don't have to log into your Google account to use it. Google Scholar, free online legal research. They've been uh, grabbing all the cases, so it's a good thing. Um, so, Jim, I want to thank you for being on the show today and answering those questions. Okay, thank you, Nick, for inviting me. No problem. I'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning in to the Lawyer's Toolbox on Law Talk Radio. 
I'd like to thank today's sponsors. Number one, the Intellectual Property Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Number two, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group. And number three, credit damage expert George Finder. Again, as a way of general disclaimer, this is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Results may be very, uh, vary and based on facts and location. Communication with our attorney guests and among other guests and callers on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. And if you have further questions, you're always encouraged to help or other professional in your area. Finally, all callers do remain confidential. All rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. These Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With guests and listeners located nationwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. This is Nick August for ALRPRA Incorporated, and we thank you for your time.